0: 925-377-STAR
1: You have a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding star style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living on Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never
0: say never. Live your dream.
2: Well, how exciting to be here again with you, as we are every week. Hello, Power Partners, and we welcome you to our informational playground. It's Star Style. Be the star you are. Brought to the airwaves under the species of Be the Star You Are. 501C3 charity. We are your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Bitney. And you are listening to us on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be the Star You Are charity, empowering women, family, and youth for increased literacy improved positive media, and providing tools for living since 1999. Be The Star You Are is a top-rated charity and has won that award every year from GuideStar and Network for Good. Make a donation today at BeTheStarYouAre.org. And the miracle moment is from George Bernard Shaw. Better keep yourself clean and bright because you are the window through which you must see the world. I like that. Nice. Plus, I kind of look at it as, and we are the window through which the world sees us as well. So being, uh, being bright and shiny is a good thing. Well, in today's show, international multi-award winning author from Australia, Noah Hennessy, will be here discussing her continuing work as she and her companies heighten resilience and empower others for positive outcomes. And we'll also get a sneak peek of her forthcoming book, The Peace Angel. We'll also be talking about how to pack when you travel. If you have trouble deciding what to pack, as I always do, and you always pack too much. So there's some be some simple suitcase strategies that we'll share with you. And coming up in Health Matters, Heather's going to be talking about buying local, growing your own, and using fair trade products that can help you change your waistline and the world with 10 exceptional food choices. And before we just go into Heather, I wanted to say that Be The Star You Are has just partnered with Back.org through September and according to what our agreement is, is if you purchase anything at that website, coffee that gives org, between now and September 15th, they will donate 25% of every purchase to Be The Star You Are. So I love it. You can get your daily job and you can get some, uh, uh, you know, some, some uh, personal care items and a portion will go to Be The Star You Are and it doesn't cost you a cent. So... How good is that? So, Heather, that. I'm very I mean, interested I'm in with about... It whole thing for today, so I think that's great. I know. It's just perfect. And we just finished uh, signing the contracts and everything today, and it was in perfect timing with our show. So, let's get to your health matters about buying local or growing your own and have, you know using fair trade products, because I don't know if people really know about it, and know the benefits and how they can help us, you know, body, mind, and spirit.
3: Well, exactly. Well, basically, my kind of takeaway for this is that overall, our health food system and just food in general, and even taking out the health of it, um, is flawed. In one portion of the world, we have a huge epidemic of hungry people, and that, you know, and something too here in America. Um, there's so many children. We talk about this that um, one billion people within in in the world are going hungry. However, within America, um, there's equally millions of people, and there's even an already greater number of overweight people. So it's how do we have people starving and people who are uh, extremely obese? You know, our nation we traditionally were focused on this whole making food fast instead of making food mindful, and instead of thinking you know fresh or Um, you know, are are just basically our cooking, our cooking has turned into reheating and we always seem to think, you know, big, cheap, sweet, um, you know, lack of nutrition and it's affecting us and
2: the thing is that, you know, and it's because of our very fast-paced lifestyle and we use microwaves and fast food, I think, and don't really stop and think about it.
3: Yeah, and the thing you know, the thing is, just as in in this world that um, the hunger, you know, you know, you see the things when that that um, the lack of food and clean water is a worldwide epidemic. But here in America, we know we really have. Um, it, it is a very odd situation that we have a very high rich and a very poor poor. And then when it comes to the weight thing, there are billion billion dollar year products of. Um, you know, obese uh, treatment surgeries, weight loss things. but at the same time, we have so many millions of people that are going of hungry, of kids going into hungry, that um, excuse me, going to hung, going to bed hungry every evening. Um, as well as we have this huge um, obesity epidemic, and the thing is, is that bad food can kill us just as much as no food can, and that's sort of like the, my big uh, takeaway from this the ten um and hopefully sort of so my first job is occupying the kitchen and I'm being mindful of deciding what goes into it. Oftentimes, you know, we complain about, oh gosh, you know, I was eating these cookies and this but we truly as human beings have the capability. No one is forcing a cookie into our mouth. No one is forcing that cheese or that butter. So being mindful, reading labels, and especially, you know, I feel as adults we sort of lack on that, well, you're an adult, but if you are an adult and you are a parent, starting it off the childhood obesity, they say that within the next three years, it's, it's already at one in five, this is going to be one in three, and soon it's going to be one in two, which is 50%. Um, we're starting our kids off at a very, um, you know, we're, we're setting them up to fail with our eating habits. And when you think of nutrition as food, it's, it's the fuel for our car, our cars are our bodies. I love always using that analogy that when we have nothing in it, it's like a car running on fumes the car is going to break down and crash. Uh, but when you're constantly and you keep a good amount of fuel in it, you're going to keep, if you take good care of it, you're going to have smooth riding.
2: And, you know, I just wanted to comment on the obesity thing and because of all the sugars and everything, uh, that uh, we've talked about it many times, but that's also the reason for diabetes and, you know, that we have such a huge diabetes problem in this world. So it's, it's really a double-edged sword here because there's, if you have, uh, if you're overeating and you're obese, your chances of diabetes are, are multiplied.
3: Mm, completely, and so then my next thing I'm going to get into buying local. But if you do try, um, if you do choose to buy global, for example, coffee. Living here in California, coffee beans do not exist in California, so you have to go global to get that. Um, but if you are buying global, think fair trade and low impact, and what that means: is that global certification programs. Um, like fair trade, you'll see that on, uh, Starbucks is a big thing, Rainforest Alliance, Marine Stewardship Council, yada, yada, yada. Um, these also, what that means is they are reducing their impact on chemically intensive uh, uh, pesticides, but as well as it means that the farmers that are picking these are given a fair way they 're not um, basically sweatshopping uh what 's happening there so think mindfully of when you buy global find out sort of the backstory. make sure you know oftentimes again we're we're so and I understand too with with budgets and things of want to buy the cheapest and you can find things for inexpensive it's just taking the time to look into it um also do a uh, word of mouth is my next thing uh talking about how with uh kids being set up to fail with some uh, schools now which i think is an amazing thing is school gardens are cropping up which i think not only does it um, encourage kids to eat vegetables it shows kids where they're you know where vegetables are from and it gives them the sense of pride of, of growing something and then harvesting it. Uh, I know personally from when we were in 4-H where we'd have six fairs and we'd bring the chickens to the petting zoo and a chicken would lay an egg. And, you know, kids, oh, my God, it came from it, that people couldn't understand. Ew, that came from it. They had no idea. Wow, it, it came from the chicken? Or when people, you know, eat things, they really don't understand it. And so... You know, I think of us being this advanced society of knowledge, it's starting there not only just from a textbook, but getting your kids involved, get yourself involved. There is a, a real sense of um, pride in growing. And even if you don't have the space, I, I mean, we have a small little tiny backyard, but we have a little herb garden. I have friends that just have apartments that um, either they have a balcony they put something on or they just on their windowsill. You can do so many amazing things. And, I have to say, just the
2: fresher the produce, the better. And that's. And I just wanted to comment, Heather, about the kids and gardening. You're right. Not only the sense of pride, but it teaches responsibility. It teaches patience. Uh, It teaches them to care for something that's living, and also the chances of them eating more healthily is uh, increased because they're actually growing their own. So it nurtures them, you know, it nurtures them in many, many ways. And also gardening is a great physical activity. Get your kids out there, you know, raking and digging and pulling and all of that. And if they start young, it's going to be a lifelong odyssey for them. And that will be a really good thing for being mindful of their food.
3: I think you hit it right on the nose completely. And, you know, and, and this is this message is going out to everyone. But I'm thinking as adults and if you have kids or if you're not so Take it for yourself, or especially if you. I want to encourage that if adults who have students who are not doing these things now start now. Don't you know? Don't send your child into you know another you know couch potatoes inside. A little little things. You can buy. You can sow seeds, or you can even for two to three bucks buy an already. Point, blooming plant, and start from there. And you can do this in your house on a windowsill, if you have the space back in the backyard, in the yard, and also to even get involved with your schools of thinking about a communal garden. I know in certain areas, in the, here in the beach area, there's this old plot of land. I guess it never got bought up, but now it's been consumed up um, as small little gardens. I know in San Francisco we visited once that all these people that basically live in apartments that don't have nice backyards have this community garden. They all take pride in their little, you know, 8 by 8 spot of land. And some people grow it, some people, you know, grow whatever. But um, the best way is growing something edible. Uh, so for us personally, we have basil, mint, oregano. It, not only is it less expensive uh, when you grow your own, but it's more flavorful. And that's to buying from your backyard. Farmers' markets are a wonderful thing. Locally grown produce uh every just again, the fresher you're you're not only supporting your community but there's less of a travel time. That means you're gonna get the freshest of products. Um you, again, that's a fair trait, you're supporting the farmers. You know where things come from. And my big thing, um I have many more to touch on, but my big thing is just rethinking the idea of healthy food costs too much. A lot of times you'll God, you know, I, I want you know, we know how an apple costs a dollar, but a candy bar costs, you know, 50 cents, which I get that. I, I know I've definitely been, you know, the money crunch with things. However, um, America as a whole, in 2008, we spent $140 billion, billion with a B, billion dollars um, on obesity-relief health care. And think of that, of how many, you know, it's costing, this: it's costing yourself, um, you know, are, your health, your well-being of just getting out So think again I, mean, I I know the other day my husband asked for thyme, the, the herb time, and I thought oh first I was going to buy the little dried plant of it the, the little dried container of it and it was like six bucks and then I looked and I saw that they had big bushels of it for two dollars so I bought three big bushels of it and then even in the inside of the plant was this little thing saying this, this plant Hold more, I forget what, but it said like this, per, ounce, per ounce. So actually, we buying one of those plants with one of those jars. And after it started to die, we put it in the, we just put it outside, just kind of let it do its thing. If it dies, it dies. It came back and now we have one more, more time, so
2: rethink. You know, that's that such a awesome. great example, Heather, because you see that all the time. If you go to the supermarket, you'll see, you know, just a handful a little rubber band full of basil or parsley or cilantro, and it's a few dollars as opposed to you know, you can buy the entire plant a quart size plant for like yeah. three dollars between three and five dollars. And m- most of these basil's not evergreen, nor is cilantro. But most of these other ones are. So you buy thyme, you buy rosemary, you buy oregano, you buy fennel. You're just going to get it for years and years and years and years. And you know that you know it's in your own soil, so you know that it is good for you. That's, yeah. Rosemary, well, we're almost at the say, end of our oh, time, good. so. Okay.
3: Well, then my last thing I'm say. So one, the big is try to buy local. Um, you know, rethink things. But also, here's the last thing that I really want to touch to is food process processed food wisely. Because as we know, I even know I don't eat completely clean, free. I would be the most healthiest person in the world, and that's just not true. Let's face it. We all eat things we shouldn't sometimes. It's be mindful of what's in the ingredients. Talk before is always just check your label. One, make sure you pronounce what is on the back and look at the first three ingredients. Uh, a lot of you might be buying something that says whole grain, but the first ingredients is sugar, salt, water, and then grain. So look at the first three ingredients. One, make sure you pronounce them, and two, look at what the first ingredients is what percentage size is what the most of your eye contains. So you want it to be initially what you're going so Be aware of additives. Hidden salts, uh, corn. You know the corn you know, is a process food that is uh, a cause. You know that new information is coming out about that. But um, you just always look for the purest ingredients. And the saying, you know, flour and and, sugar and yeast can be useful. Sugar and salt should be further on on the list. Um, in between those things. And my last thing: if you have busy lifestyle that we all do, instead of thinking fast food slow food. If you've got one of those times, cook up a, a bunch of healthy roast vegetables, paste um, and stuff, put it in Tupperware. Things will stay anywhere from two to six days. That way you will have a Tupperware item thing so that when you come home and you're hungry, you need to go to lunch. Um, you'll have all these pre-made meals of healthy, fresh vegetables, fruit, meats, whatever it may be, but it's going to be a more healthier conscious effort. You know the ingredients that have gone into it, and it's easy made, you've already had it, just Tupperware out. So think of these things when you're at home, especially this summer, there's so many. Oh, and another price uh, point thing is so many amazing fruits and vegetables are in season. Always buy in season. That's going to save you money. In season this summer, I just bought a giant watermelon for maybe $2 and it was 12 cents a pound or something, um, buying what's in season it's going to save you money and things are going to taste the best and they're going to be locally instead of imported. Okay.
2: And they're going to Take be good for your waistline. And I'm really glad you brought up the point of really reading ingredients on anything you're buying because there's so much false advertising today, even though it's, you know, the, the government tries to regulate, it really doesn't work very well and it's so often it'll say cholesterol uh, cholesterol free well sure there's no cholesterol but there wouldn't be anyway you know so don't get into these whole fad diets really t- take for take it very seriously what heather is saying about eating mindfully eating locally and growing your own heather really really great segment go ahead and give out the websites yeah, most definitely just wanna also sneak in, think quality over quantity and go to be the star you be the star you and when we return from break, the international multi-award winning author from Australia, Nola Hennessy, is going to be with us. You know her with her wonderful company, Serenidad Consulting, and her books. And she's going to give us a sneak preview of her new book and what she is doing here in the United States. So don't go away. We have so much more to come. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Hennessy. And you're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. Back with Nola in a bit.
0: you are.
4: The star you are be the star you, are. you are follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at voice America empowerment be the star you are
1: light up the flames that burn. in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts. as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Now, here's Cynthia
2: Bryan. Well, thank you so much. You are listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are here on the Voice America Network. You're listening to the Empowerment Channel, and we have a major guru with us again today. It is Nola Hennessy, successful businesswoman, mentor, peace advocate, and she's an international multi award winning author. She has been here in the United States for a short bit. Uh, establishing relationships and finding a place for Serenidad Consulting for its U.S. operations. Plus, she's going to be talking to us about her very much anticipated uh, prayer-like autobiography, The Peace Angel. Welcome back, Nola, to Star Style. Be the star you are. Thank you very much, Cynthia. It's really good to be back. Well, I have been following you on Facebook and through your newsletters and all the things you're doing. And since you last graced our airwaves, I am just so surprised how how you have been so incredibly busy between speaking engagements and winning more awards and giving inaugural addresses. And now you've been in the United States and you're looking at a place to bring Serenidad consulting so that you can spread your message of peace and resilience tell us how it all went give us uh, give us the update it's been a very busy few weeks, actually,
5: and, and today I'm flying back to Sydney. But, I've you know, I've really accomplished what I wanted to accomplish and achieved a lot more. Uh, my initial focus was to look at ranches in very northeast of Texas, and I decided that was a little bit far for people to come when they come to retreat programs and to weekend uh, training seminars and so on. So I moved the search back to the Dallas-Fort Worth area and actually have found a ranch north of Dallas-Fort Worth in the denton area, so you know once we've we 've got the legalities of our uh, operations uh, all taken care of uh, in terms of you know my visa and in terms of our trademarking and so on, then we can step forward to actually establishing an operational base here. that base is going to have two functions firstly it 's going to be our global head office, and then secondly, it will be, but not, not, you know, secondly in order of priority, it will be our US office, and that office will uh, have permanent employees based at the ranch, and we will have um, eventually employees and consultants around the country doing really good things. You know, part of my effort in come over was to make sure that I could just get all the foundation Things in place and I've done a lot of networking while I've been here. I've had discussions with other uh, U.S companies that are in the countering violent extremism and counter-terrorism space. Uh, we, you know, we're looking to help them get into the Australian market, and likewise, they're very keen to support us here. Uh, you know, I've made new friends in the legal space. Uh, it's just been the most overwhelmingly positive and supportive experience this time, and I've also taken a bit of time out for some social uh, activities and been to see my publisher. We had lunch yesterday, and I'm very excited to say that my autobiography, The Peace Angel, has gone to the printer, and we're expecting the the, the printed copies to be available at the end of July. And right at this point in time, I'm in dialogue with uh, a few publicists who uh, one of one of whom will support um, me in the efforts to promote the book and to. Uh, Think that in with what the company is doing
2: well this is all such exciting news nola because this has been a big dream of yours for such a very long time ever since you released your uh, first two books that now have won is it 17 awards it's just it just keeps growing i can't keep track of all the awards (laughs) 16 awards i think right well, sixteen book awards, and you know we, we've done a few, I've done
5: a few things that are quite substantial from an exposure perspective. Our books are now distributed in the U.S. Um, by Ingram, Spark, and we also have them available. Through Amazon in Kindle format, so that is really exciting for me it it 's sort of set the foundation back for when the autobiography is is releasable and saleable that uh, you know the all three books will then be out in the global marketplace again, which i 'm very, very happy about and i 've been supported by companies here and back in Australia and my visit here would only be made possible by, uh, you know, the the backup that I get in Australia and I have to thank my son there uh, in the Australian office. He's provided backup for me while I've been away and that's been helpful, and our team of consultants have remained patient while I've had time zone delays. But, you know, it's a very exciting foundation that we set here, and and I feel as if uh, we're in the right space and it's the right kind of tone for what we want to do. And the realtor who found the perfect ranch uh, is waiting with bated breath for us to make that happen.
2: Well, I saw the photos of that ranch and you know, I don't know if you, you know, if you could have just wished for anything better. It seemed like to be the perfect location for everything that you want to do in providing retreats and places where there can be Meetings that are going to be geared towards, you know, finding world peace and bringing businesses and corporations and individuals together to interact. You have uh, more than about 175 consultants now, and it's growing, right? With uh, growing all the time. And what? Tell us what your your goals are when you partner with uh, with a consultant. <laughs> Well,
5: basically, the consultants that we have in Australia, some of them are keen to work overseas, some of them aren't interested to work overseas, but what we will do in Australia is maintain that status quo, and we will grow and and broaden our uh, work, the consulting work that we do, the peace negotiation work that we do, and the education work that we do over time. Here in the United States, obviously my commitment in creating an LLC here is to provide employment opportunities for Americans Uh, entitled workers in the first instance and I know there's a lot of people who've put their hand up saying oh I'd love to work in America if there were opportunities there but that's not going to be my priority over employing people here and you know there's a wealth of talent here and there are also synchronicities in what our consultants here could do back in Australia so I think over time we'll be able to blend the capability the human capital capabilities in all the countries where we operate uh, you know, and that's uh,
2: that is really exceptional as well because I've always felt that Australia and America are rather sisters. You know, and they are already collaborate on so many things, and we have so much in common. So, what you're creating is going to be a great springboard for yes. joining forces again. And Nola, you know, you were really about resilience. You're you're like the comeback kid, and having gone <laughs> through through so much in your life, and I was wondering if you could speak to that, because this last year has just been an explosion for you of positivity, but there's always setbacks. What do you do when you reach a point that you get a setback and you want to just keep going?
5: Look, basically, I center I I myself again, and I say, okay, was there a lesson I could have learned out of that? What, what was I in control of and what wasn't I in control of? And I've said this a couple of times in the last couple of days. I can't, nobody can control what somebody else does. Exceptions to the rule are hospitals, prisons, parents in control of kids. That's straightforward. But an adult to adult, no adult can control what another adult does. What we can control within ourselves is our response to what somebody else does or says or doesn't do.
2: Absolutely so, right.
5: You know, Absolutely that, right. That is the empowering aspect of resilience and you learn more of that empowerment as you become more resilient I have to mention an article that I saw in USA Today yesterday um, that about Hillary Clinton's new book and as much as I admire Hillary Clinton she made the point about women in senior positions need to grow a tough skin and they need basically to toughen up well I understand what she's saying, but I don't agree with it. I think toughening up, women toughening up, actually presents them to the world that, is, that, that then creates barriers. Particularly, men will create barriers towards women who toughen up. I think what women need to develop is resilience. They need to maintain their femininity, maintain their softness, maintain their compassion. But they just need to be resilient and not so reactive to things and, you know, nobody's perfect, but if if I get a setback one week and then there's a positive message the next week, I, I basically look at the setbacks of, well, okay, something better is coming. And that's how I've always looked and my son will advocate that, you know, if you don't get the apartment you want, there's something better that's coming. And the something better might not be worth as much money or it might not be as pretty or whatever. But it is better because it's either in a better location or it's a better environment, better lifestyle, whatever it is, it's better in the universal sense. So I just constantly focus back on the positive. My mind doesn't work any differently to that. I can't stay in negative mode for very long. It just doesn't work. My mind doesn't like being in negative mode and, and it's not normal for me to think negatively for a prolonged period. It's well, the way I Well, and if there's any programs. message
2: that you are such a proponent of, it is this, is that that we are better when we are positive, and more yeah. comes to us. It's like the more we're grateful for, the more we'll have to be grateful for. And you address this whole idea of resilience and of being, you know, being who you are, not toughening up in your book. No boxing allowed, as well as um, from PMS to PMA, because a positive mental attitude, which is what uh, what you were talking about. Is critical to success, and to me that message is so important, and I'm, I'm always so glad that you can reiterate that and that you not only espouse it, but you live it. You live what you preach, and not many people do that. Well, it's interesting. I, I know that that's a common term, but but I don't like to think
5: my, of myself as preaching because that has a connotation of dictating or being or lecturing. Um, I teach by doing, I suppose. And, and yes, I make mistakes. Uh, I'm a human and I do my best to correct and learn from the mistakes that I make. But I do things to match as much as possible the words where I have control and sometimes I don't, there's divine intervention that, that gets in there and I have that battle as to what my goals are as Nola Hennessy and what God's goals are for me but it's a, you know, I don't preach to people to tell them what to do, I would rather people discern the words they're hearing or reading and make up their own mind and it's about uh, accepting that there are limitations to what we can achieve as well. We're Nobody's superhuman, and if they think they are then they're kidding themselves
2: and I think Nola you know I'm pondering what you just said about nobody being superhuman and everyone making mistakes, we also cannot make it alone, and that's something that all of us need to learn is that we do have to create bonds and relationships and form a community around us and outsource and Realize that as many hats as we do wear, and we juggle when we're, you know, when you are your chief enthusiasm officer, that we do have to embrace other people and trust them to do a good job without micromanaging them. You know, Absolutely. give them a task and let them let them go for it. And, and if they make a mistake, then the
5: repercussions are on them. If they don't make mistakes, then it's a win-win.
2: And making mistakes effect. is part of winning it is i've always felt that the more failure we have, the more successes we have because we learn from our mistakes or i should or may perhaps I should say we have to learn from our mistakes because every mistake is a lesson as long as you take something away from it now yes. I of course have read your book and reviewed it, and I was wondering if you can give us a little sneak peek of what people are going to experience when they read the peace angel?
5: Well, their emotions are going to be invoked at every level, I think. There is going to be people who find it very confronting because I talk about heaven and I talk about hell and I talk about God and divine intervention and I also make it very clear that we are given choices every day, and it's whether we choose to go one path or another that actually defines our lives. The, the key message really, and I, and I reread the beginning part of my book when I was sending it to somebody to, to have a look at, a publicist to have a look at today, and really, you know, I talk about ego as probably being the worst barrier to humanity's success to a peaceful outcome. Because while it's, whilst people fulfill their own ego cup and focus on themselves, they have no time for other people. And in contrary to that, people need to realize that they get to a point where they have to reach out and that they don't, you know, get over the pride thing. Pride only comes from ego. Get over that and actually reach out and say, I'm fallible, I'm vulnerable, I need assistance. And the people who really want to help will be the ones who put the hand back out to help you. And, you know, I've learned a lot in my life and I'm still learning. And my memoir is the 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 journey that I've taken to get to the point that I'm at now and where I am and where I'm positioned and what I want to do. So it's sort of like a snapshot in time. I've drawn a line in the sand and the memoir only documents to a certain point And then from here on, it's about building the rest and, and making the most of, of everything that, that comes.
2: Well, and I, I as you said, it is a roller coaster of a mm. memoir, of a book. I mean, I, I cried when I read your book. I laughed, you know, I I felt elated in parts and so sad in others. And just to know some of the incredibly hardships that you went through. But what I what I took away from it, too, is... It's a profile and a portrait or a snapshot, if you will, of what life is and what if we want to achieve true success and really be mindful and be able to help others and bring peace to the planet is it's not always going to be that smooth road. It's going to be bumpy with detours and turns and twists and that's something that we really, we have to know that that's what's ahead and say, okay, I'm up for it. Exactly and
5: you know the road can get as rocky as you want it to get by choices or behaviors or attitudes and you know if, if you know that the road's getting really rocky and it doesn't feel very comfortable then back off and it really is that simple people need to be more self-aware and that's what I've done is expose my level of self-awareness and self-intelligence in my memoir. Uh, you, you, know, fundamentally, you know there's a Native I've really... American
2: saying Nola that if it's not going right then let it go. And exactly. I think that is a thing, you know, and I know I, I, I struggle with that all the time because I want to really see three things through to the end. And I always believe, you know, gosh, I can fix it if it's broken. But the reality is, you know, sometimes we can't and we just have to surrender and yes. it's okay to surrender and begin again, start anew. You- there's always, there's a flow. There's always an ebb and flow to life. Exactly, and the the, the
5: saying of let go and let God, I mean, you know, divine intervention happens, miracles happen, we know that, and sometimes you do, you know, that's about that relinquishing control, of wanting control of everything, and, you know, I can control the risks that I manage and how I manage them, but I can't control what what other people do, and it's about relaxing into the moment and, and saying, well, this is where the day is gone for me and I either accept it or I fight it and if you fight it you get negative and if you accept it it's it's a fairly cruising kind of ride.
2: Yeah, and if you fight it, it's also a struggle. For those of you who are just joining us, we are talking to Nola Hennessy. She is a multi award winning author. She's also the CEO of Serenidad Consulting. You can read more about her at Serenidadconsulting.com, and that's spelled S E R E N I D A D. Consulting.com. And I always love how she landed on the name of Serenidad Consulting because you really do want to be bring serenity and peace to the world. And this has been your mission in your life. and
5: Our contribution to it, yes. I mean, we can't achieve it on our own, but we can at least contribute by educating and helping people to understand a little bit better and also create a level of peace within organisations where they might be dysfunctional. So, you know, it's in all layers that we can achieve that outcome. But we're one of, one of many entities that are doing our bit and I, I think I posted something on Twitter about, the peace movement is actually very powerful. That's why the militants, the uh, the apathetic people, and the corrupt governments are attempting to stop it because it's a very powerful movement.
2: Well, and it's scary. You know, when people or when movements get powerful and they, they get energy and momentum behind them, it frightens those who don't understand. Yeah. And that's something that we all just have to accept and move forward and get on the bandwagon and really dig deep into our hearts to find out what is right in life. You know, what is it that is really, what is going to make our life sing a little bit more? Now, I wanted to mention that you have just been awarded or you're an awardee for the Women of, the Women of Impact Award being held in October in the U.S., from a uh, focus on women magazine congratulations I, Thank you. I know and that that tell us a little bit about that
5: well I don't know a whole lot about it actually I'm waiting to kind of get a bit more detailed but I've been advised that I'm one of the awardees and I'm looking forward to October 16th and uh, yes it's a very it's it's completely unrelated to the literary world so uh, I'm flabbergasted about that but Serenita Consulting has also been recognised by the US Trade and Commerce Institute for Excellence in Commerce which I think is also pretty spectacular and about a week and a half ago we were notified of uh, our successful place on a a rather huge government panel in Australia and that I I sat down and and took that in that moment was a huge um, feeling of, of excitement for me and and I was I felt like I was being rewarded by that win and I'm really looking forward to us being able to provide some great services under that panel and you know you you wait you wait patiently and then when when you're given what uh, what you don't expect it's always a really good feeling and I, I don't go out looking for awards and but I appreciate that people wanted to provide recognition and if that helps us and helps my companies be more empowered to be listened to, then that's a great thing.
2: You know, and I think it really does. You know, the, the idea of just having the acknowledgement and having the name out there every time that you are winning one of these awards, Serenidad consulting is becoming more well-known for what you are doing. So, that to me is really it's important. So I want to I want to commend you and and uh, say bravo because this whole last year has just been one one kudo after another and how you're keeping on top of it is really something else. So we're going to really be looking forward to the Peace Angel when it comes out because I know that it's going to impact people's hearts and their life and, and and the timing is so perfect as you make these um, as you grow your alliances with United States and with Australia. I think this is it's going to be just a wonderful joint effort. Is there anything you would like to add that you know about resilience or about what you're going to be doing or about about when you come back in October?
5: When I come back in October I will be available for media engagement and for speaking engagement. That's coinciding with receiving the award from Focus on Women Magazine, but I'm I'm coming here to be available for media, you know, to talk to people and to have the opportunity to address student groups or community groups would be great. The probably the takeaway thing from, from my trip is that there is a level of appreciation now that it's not all about one gender or another, and I'm very much as a strong, a strong an advocate for men as I am for women, and I sort of see us as just human. So, you know, the focus for me is on helping everybody to be uh, a bit of, a little bit more intelligent about how they operate in their lives. That has flow on benefits to everybody. It doesn't matter whether it's a senior man in a position or you know a senior woman in a position that makes change. The gender is irrelevant. It's about people doing more positive things. And I get the feeling that that is going to be embraced in a very big way here. And uh, certainly I have the support of consultants in Australia to make it happen here as well.
2: And certainly, this has been your efforts, and they are coming to fruition now. And it seems to me that the energy of of people seems to be evolving as well to a more positive outcome. And if the one thing that I think that I take away too is that we cannot change other people. This is something that you you speak about. You believe in, and it it's a truism is that we can only change ourselves and. We can only, we can react and respond, but we cannot, you know, we cannot decipher what the outcomes of things are going to be. So that's, it's really important just to let it be. I think the Beatles had it right. Let it be. Let it be. The Beatles sure did have it right. They had it right. Well, let's give out your website once again, serenidadconsulting.com. Nola Hennessy, she is the founding managing director She is the CEO from Australia and will be soon establishing a um, foundation here in the United States in Texas. Her new book is The Peace Angel. It's just about a month away from distribution, so we're going to be looking for that. I know she'll be back on the show. We'll go into it in depth because we don't want to give it away now, do we? Well, I mean, there's enough enticing
5: information out there that should spark some interest.
2: <laughs> oh, that is, that's definitely for sure. Well, Nola, again, congratulations on everything that you've achieved on this last tour de force of America because it seems that you have really, really created um, very in- important relationships. And, I mean, you even have a possible contract right now for this land and this ranch. So it'll be exciting to see what kind of programs, once you get it, what kind of programs and retreats and all of that, that Serenidad Consulting and yourself will bring here. I just want for everyone listening right now, to understand that she'll be back again in October in the United States. She is available for speaking engagements. She's available for radio, television, print, and uh, whatever other media exposure, as well as she would like to be visiting schools and organizations uh, and speaking with probably governor officials. I mean, we could use a lot of that. So, Nola, my friend, thank you so much for coming back and sharing all of this. I wish you a safe travel back to Australia. Is that Twenty how many hours? Twenty four hours? Twenty seven hours? Oh it I I leave in three but it's about seventeen hours going back because
5: we go uh via Brisbane in Queensland. Oh, it's oh so it's much
2: so it's faster going back? It seems yeah. like well,
5: it's a if, bit I I think it doesn't matter, it's still a long journey. There's still a night's sleep. But I'm looking yes. forward to going back and seeing my
2: yeah. Right, it is It is a long journey. Well, you will do well. Thank you so much for coming on the show, SerenidadConsulting.com and be aware the peace angel is about to change your life. That was Nola Hennessy. Thank you Nola for being on Star Style. Be the star you are. Thank you, Cynthia. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's always a pleasure when you're here. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be right back and we'll give you a few tracking tips. Be
0: the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are.
4: Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
2: Well, we're glad that you stayed with us. We love to bring you the pioneers on the planets here, people who are really change makers and movers and shakers. And of course, Nola Hennessy is definitely doing that. We'll look forward to her journey when she comes back on the show in a, in a month or two. Now, don't forget you can buy, sip, and savor coffee, tea, hot chocolate if you go to coffee that gives back.org through September 15th. 25% of your purchase will be donated to be the star you are charity that brings you this radio show. No additional cost to you. There's also personal care and nutraceuticals there if you are interested. Again, that website is coffee that org. Well, Nola is at the airport for her 17-hour trip to Australia. And so I have a couple of trip tips for you because, you know, I don't know about you, but packing for a trip can be really tough. And shoes are always the hard one, at least I think for women and I know for me because that's where we seem to overpack. So deciding what clothes to pack. For any trip, is tricky, and especially if you're heading to a destination that's known for like its stylish inhabitants. But a little advanced planning can make it a bit easier for you. So you have to have some forethought, and then you can hit the road with plenty of great outfits and all tucked into a suitcase. So think about your feet first. You know, it does overpack when you go with shoes. I suggest that you take three pairs of shoes. That should probably be your maximum and I know for women it might be one more. You want to have a pair of comfortable walking shoes, a dressier option, and some sandals. I always bring flip-flops as well. And on the planes, I wear flip-flops because of all the, the rules now that you have to take your shoes off and your belts off. You know, I wear as little as possible to get on the plane so that I don't have to take so much off and have, risk uh, actually uh, leaving something behind. Now, many um, travel experts always suggest that you wear the bulkiest pair of shoes on the plane and then pack the other ones in plastic bags, you know, to keep them from dirtying your clothes. And that probably is true, especially if you have to do boots. But, again, I still put, will put my flip-flops on to go through security, and then I'll put my boots on after. Learn to color coordinate. You know, pick a theme. Maybe it's black, navy, khaki. And then just go with it and mix and match as your itinerary is going to evolve. You want to avoid plaids and patterns, and remember that dark colors tend to look less rumpled than light ones. And if they do get a bit soiled, they usually don't show so much. So, you know, if you can, you can always brighten things up with accessories. If you accessorize smartly, you know, like using some scarves or ties or reversible belts that adds variety without taking up much room and jewelry can do a similar surface a purpose but just don't overdo it bring along you know a really a a fun necklace and don't bring along expensive things so that you won't get upset if something gets stolen and roll your clothes if you roll t-shirts underwear jeans you know it's going to save space and then you can wrap your more formal clothing in dry cleaner bags and then layer them on top of your rolled staples. And don't be afraid to wear something twice or three times. That is an American thing not to wear it again. But if you wear your clothes on the plane, something comfortable with layers, then you can don that again during your trip, either together or separately. And finally... If you pack a small empty spray bottle that you can fill with water at your hotel, you can hang your clothes and then spray them lightly, and it's a great way to get out wrinkles. So bon voyage and have a great trip, and I hope you don't get bumped from your flights and that it's comfortable and that you can you know, have a wonderful, wonderful vacation this summer. I want to thank you all for being great listeners and allowing Heather and I into your life each week. Make sure you are tuned to Star Style. Be the star you are with me, Cynthia Bryan. I like being your personal growth success coach, and I love bringing you the authors and experts that can offer advice in fun and success. You can change your life, and you can make your dreams come true, and remember it's not what happens to you that matters, it's how you respond to it. For more information about Star Style or Booking a Consultation, you can visit star-style.com or call our studio, 925-377-STAR. To make a donation to Be The Star You Are, go to bethestarur.org. And if you are, want to get any of our books, go to starstyleradio.net and click on the store. Our aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. We want you to see beyond your physical being and know that you already are a star. And read a book this week. It is like a garden in your pocket. So until next Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific when we celebrate again, remember, love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. And I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Have a great week, and we'll play next week. Be the star you
0: are, the star you are. Be the star you are, you are the star. Be the keep star daring, you are, keep
1: caring. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program,